0: Welcome to The Jane Bond Show, From Execution to Excellence. And I am your host, Jane Bond, the serial entrepreneur who will be sharing with you valuable life lessons and interviewing influencers from around the country who have broken through to success, along with giving you advice on navigating through the game. Today's topic is Never Stop Fighting. My special guest is the former British Commonwealth, European, and world boxing champion, who shares with us the difficult climb and rise of a champion. He also tells us about his divorce and depression after he steps out of the ring. Now a world-leading inspirational and motivational speaker and personal performance coach. He also is the author of the new book, Man Up, The World Champion Way. Without any further ado, my special guest, former light welterweight champion of the world, Billy Schwer.
1: Hey. hey, Billy, how are you? I'm never better. I can oh. honestly say I'm really, really great. Thank you. and It is great to be with you. I Thank you. Like I feel like I'm part of your family anyway. <laughs> I know.
0: I've known you for quite some time. So Billy, you know, um, I'm so happy you decided to join us on From Execution to Excellence. And um, yeah, I see you're ready, ready to go. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) I wanna dive right in and I wanna ask you, you know, quite a few questions because you have an exciting past and future it looks like. So let's start with, um, tell us a little bit about growing up in the UK.
1: So growing up in the UK, I was very lucky, had a very, very, safe environment that I grew up in, great parents, just kind of a normal upbringing. But I kind of remember when I I was growing up, I was, I didn't get on very well at school. I'm dyslexic, so I struggled at school and I spent most of my time looking out the window, just didn't want to really be there. But then obviously I then had to find another way or something else to get through my life. And sport was my outlet. That was, That was what I eventually succeeded in while I was daydreaming, looking out the window. But it was, sport was my thing.
0: Okay. So when you were daydreaming, looking out the window, what were you daydreaming about the whole time? I mean, you lived in Luton. You can tell people where Luton
1: is in the UK. Yes, so Luton is uh, in Bedfordshire, which is north of London. It's about 30, 30 miles north of London. So we're not too far away from London, in um yeah Bedfordshire. Lovely, uh, great upbringing, great family, great parents. My dad was a boxer, so my dad got me into boxing when I was eight years of age. So that was okay. Bedford, so that's oh, where that came, that's came from. from. That's where that came from. Yeah, but before that, when I was growing up, I got bullied as a as a child by my sisters. Would you believe it? So So wait a minute, (laughs) wait a second. So your sisters were the challenges as you were growing up, as far as, not the outside world. (laughs) One of my first memories was when I was five years of age and I'm in my mum and dad's front room in Luton and we're rolling around the floor with my two sisters. I've got two sisters, Mandy and Lisa. So I'm five, Lisa's eight and Mandy is 11. And we're rolling around the floor and they're beating me up again. And what they used to do, kids being kids, they didn't mean any harm. They had me pinned to the floor. So I would one of them sitting on my chest. Lisa would sit on my chest and Mandy would pin my arms back to the floor. And I would be kicking and screaming and fighting. I just couldn't fight them off. Now, I used to get so upset, I used to hyperventilate and turn blue. I thought I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to die. I was like, oh. In that (laughs) moment, in that very same moment, what they used to do, because they both had beautiful long blonde hair, as I'm pinned to the floor, they used to wave their hair in my face. And they used to sing to me an old paper lace track called Billy Don't Be a Hero. They used to sing to me, Billy, don't be a hero. Don't be your (laughs) father. So I'm there kicking and screaming and fighting, and I couldn't fight him off. But in that very moment, I made the decision. I decided that no one was ever gonna beat me, dominate me, hurt me, or get on top of me ever again. Especially girls. (laughs) Especially women. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Ask my ex-wife, she'll tell you. (laughs) What happened in that very same moment, I made another decision. Unconsciously, I decided that I was weak. So as a five-year-old, I couldn't fight my sisters off, so I decided that I was weak, so that I had to find a way to prove, cover up, and survive being weak. Okay. That's why I become a boxer. So somebody, oh, if okay. think about it, it makes logical sense, right? somebody's yeah. trying to prove that they're not weak, what would they go and do? Right. they become an expert at fighting. Exactly. Well, that's so interesting have... at
0: five years old, you know, to come to that decision because you felt like, you were being overpowered and challenged, you know, whether it's girls or guys, you know, same situation, you're being bullied and you come out on top of that thinking, you know what, no one's gonna ever hurt me, no one's ever gonna physically pin me down, I'm gonna come out fighting. I so you it, decided man. at that moment to become a boxer.
1: And it was, not, it was kind of more of, a be, I decided to become a fighter. A fighter, but, okay. Yeah, so I, I'll be a boxer, tall. right. To fight your way through a life this
0: way. Yes. But my
1: whole life's been about that. I've been trying to prove that I'm not weak all my
0: life. I guess, you know what? In a sense, we all do. When we all have to strive
1: for excellence. Yeah. And when we're execution things, we're fighting the whole way through. So, so what, my, what I find fascinating about people and people's stories about when I speak at a conference, I'm, my question to the audience is, do you ever wonder how you ended up the way you ended up? why do you do what you do? Why do we do what we do? It fascinates me exactly. because I believe there's always a reason why we do what we do. Absolutely. And that was, so, so the reason that I become Billy the Boxer was I was trying to prove I wasn't weak. So that kind of evolved into me becoming a boxer, a fighter. And that was, um. and then when I, when I, but I'd never do that obviously until only recently would I've started to do the inner work on myself to discover who truly Billy is. Right. I was, I've been Billy the Boxer from a kid of obviously five. I started boxing when I was eight. So I've oh, been God. Billy the Boxer. And my training and my conditioning has been to attack, defend, resist and confront and fight. Exactly. That's been, that's been my training. Now that, that's, that's a way of being in life. Absolutely. Which, so the, the, the great conversation with people is, who are you being in life? Is it serving you and others? Does it work for you? So being Billy the Boxer worked for Billy in the boxing ring. Absolutely. But what I discovered it didn't work for me outside of the boxing ring, in life.
0: This is a great segue to my next question. Were, was there ever a different trajectory for you? Outside of boxing, like when you discovered, you know, I want to be a fighter or I'm going to fight. No one's going to hold me back. I'm going to get out there and knock the world dead, you know, and and show them who Billy really is. Once I peel off all these layers, was
1: there another trajectory? So I, I when I retired from boxing, that was when I did the work and exactly what you said, peel back all the layers. So what I did was I set myself up to look at to really discover who Billy was, so what I did was I peeled back all the layers of my identity to discover who Billy was. Because who we are is not who we really are. Right. I've discovered right. it's a facet of us. It's a part of us, right. but it's not as as it's not as a, as a whole. Right. It's a it's an element of us. We all have us. several elements of us. Absolutely.
0: So we show yeah. up to get to that point, we have to peel those layers back. And that's, that's experience in life. That's going through trials and tribulations. That's the challenges you go through. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Like When you were fighting, when you were out there physically fighting as a boxer, what were some of the challenges you faced prior to you know peeling back the layers and finding out who Billy is now in this present yes. time?
1: So as a boxer, as a fighter, the opponent is the guy across the ring. So that's your physical opponent. But obviously, as I think we can all relate this, for us to get to the, to the place of being able and willing and being in the ring with somebody who's at a world-class level, to get to there, like you guys, it's about getting to the execution. Because as you step right. into the ring, that's execution. There right. ain't nowhere to hide. You ain't going nowhere. You can right. run, but you, this is it. You're going to perform bell not- goes, right. When the bell goes, that's it. So you train yourself, you condition yourself, you program yourself over the years, you surround yourself with the right people, the right mentors, the right trainers, people who've been there before you. Exactly. To give you that experience. And then ultimately, when the bell goes, when you've got to go and do the deal, you've got to go and do it. You've got to step forward. That's right. And rise up. you got to show and up. <laughs> you've got to show up, and you've got to keep showing up. And you've got what I and you got to keep failing, you got to keep failing to the top. I talk about fail, failure way to the top, because none of us are perfect, none of us are perfect. But it takes heart, it takes courage, it takes determination, it takes an inner will to keep coming back and showing up. Even when you don't want to show up, you got to keep showing up. Right, and, and you know what? it's so funny you said that, Billy, because
0: I always tell people, you know, you can always be motivated. Yeah. Discipline that has to take over. Because you can wake up and be ready. I'm going out there, I'm going to kick some ass, but guess yeah. what? Once you get there, if you can't take that step and, and move in, yeah. there's a problem.
1: You gotta that step you,
0: up. You haven't been disciplined to the point that you're ready and there's no doubt in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where people, that's where you fail.
1: And I think you're right, because discipline is so key, but it's... oh it's it's the self-discipline that i find with people well and i had i had it all i because i was driven to become a champion i was driven i was i I used to step into the ring as a professional boxer prepared to die it was like my life was kill or be killed what was that what was that in you what was that that thing that made you yeah that 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 was that kill or be killed that that element of me as a person, as a man, as a fighter, has been fascinating for me to discover because that was always in, that was a question that I was always asking myself: What is that about that that killer instinct? Do we all possess it? That that right. willingness to go beyond, exactly. I was just to step into the ring. When I talk about it, it's it's kind of unreal to even to speak that way. That I was willing to sacrifice everything to right. become a champion everything my life right and that's what we do out here but that comes from that comes from my past when i was it all it was all born out of that time when i was being bullied and i got bullied not only by my not my sister they didn't bully me they were just being kids but i got bullied at school and it was it was all born out of that time trying to prove something trying to survive something trying to be somebody trying to be something because I couldn't excel at school. I was kind of, I got lost in that environment, but the place that I could excel at was in the boxing ring. And then I was, I was a champion from the age of 13. Right. I, national, I was the best in the whole country at 13. Wait, so for those who don't know, I'm
0: speaking to Billy Swer, and he was the, the international world welterweight champion. So guys, we are talking to a champion, someone that knows what it's like to execute to success and do it on a daily basis and be disciplined and get through it. So guys, I'm bringing to you someone that can share with you what it means to fail and get back up and pull yourself by the bootstraps and go in there and knock your opponent out to win.
1: Yeah, so 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 Jane, yeah. So I'm the former British. I won the British, the Commonwealth, the European, and I won the world title. But I won the world title on my fourth attempt. So, I'd exactly. failed. so I failed three times. So we talk about having the heart, the courage, the determination to come back from defeat, come back from failure, and keep coming back. So I've, I've, I've lived and breathed it, and, I'm, uh, and I am that now. And I've also, outside of the boxing ring, I've been through depression, I've been through a divorce, I've been through bankruptcy, lost everything. And, and, and hold
0: on, we're gonna get through all that. Yeah. Okay. Let me digress a little bit here with you. So you, you talked about your, your failures. Tell us about some of your, low, your highs and lows You know throughout your career as a uh, welterweight world champion, boxer.
1: Yeah, so winning the titles, the, becoming the British champion was the ultimate thing for, for me as a boxer, coming from England to become the British champion. Then it was a progression. The dream was to become the world champion. So you start on your own shores, you become the British champion, then the, then you move the Commonwealth champion, then you go into Europe. So then I become the European champion, defended that three times. But in, the, in amongst all of that, I thought I was top of the bill over in Las Vegas, I fought at the MGM Grand back in 20 odd years ago. Failed that in my first attempt that I've challenged again for the WBC title in London at Wembley, Wembley Arena. I lost that one, but there's a lot of controversy after that fight because my opponent failed the drug test. So, they're talking about failing, but I also felt cheated. So, there was that element to it. I felt it was unfair. Right. So I, and the what lesson was that like got, for you? What was that like for you? I, I was so, so disappointed. And I was... But what I realized at that time was to move on, to produce world-class results, you've got to be powerful in the face of adversity, setbacks, and defeat. We now, when I, talk, when I talk to talk um, conferences, I talk about how to win more often. Because it's unlikely, well, listen, you can't win every game that you play in life. But if we can win more often, consistently, over time, you're going to win the game that you're playing. Exactly. You're not going to close every deal, but if you can close more, more deals more often, you're going to, you're going to win the game, right. whatever game you're playing.
0: Or you're going to get to the top of that.
1: Yeah, whatever the, the top <laughs> is. <Yeah. laughs> whatever the top is, exactly. Yeah, and that's, and that's, and that's a made-up thing, whatever whatever success right. is, whatever that means to you. whatever right. that whatever means. that looks like to you. That's yeah, and, that, and that's available for each and every one of us because anything's possible. It really is. That's true. So when, okay.
0: So we went through the lows and you felt cheated, you felt disappointed. What about the highs? How did you,
1: when you were there, what was that like for you? It's hard. It's just, well, it was, it was a lifetime's work in pursuit of a dream. I have a dream. Right. (laughs) We all do. (laughs) Martin Luther King had a dream. I had a dream. Right. Dreams do come true.
0: Absolutely. If
1: not so, overnight in one night. No. So, so yeah. So the dream dreams do come true, and I'm I'm holding my world title belt up. It's unfortunate you can't see it all, but <laughs> but it's um. If you want something bad enough, you'll always find a way to get it, and there will be challenges, there will be failings, there'll be mistakes along the way, but if you want something bad enough, you will find a way to achieve it, to succeed at it. As you are, Jane, right? You're, you're an example. You don't give up. You're a fighter. You keep yes. going. Yeah, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's who you are.
0: That's, I can't be anything else. I don't know how. We're, we're kindred
1: spirits, right? We're fighters. Right. Because that's all we know.
0: And you know, it's, it's good to, to have a conversation like this with people like yourself, because people that are fighters help people that feel like they can't go on. You, you know, we, we produce something in them. We let them know that people like you and myself who didn't come from, you know, abundance. We came from humble beginnings and meager yeah. beginnings. And yeah. we pulled ourselves up and we made it. We fought. We fought hard. Yeah. And we're yeah. still fighting. Yeah. yeah. You know, and now, the, now our job is to turn around and pass that baton to the yeah. next person that needs that. And pulled yep. them, because when you rise, you have to make, allow other people to rise with you, because they, I always say, it takes a lot of people to make one person successful. So you always have a team. And it's like you said, who has your back? Who's your team? Who's, who's, yeah. who's running with you? You know, because if somebody's running with you, you know, you got your team, your gang, whatever you want to call it, they're going to put <laughs> you on. You know, and, and that's the beauty of this. So, um, we talked about because, your highs and lows. Joe, let me
1: just say there's a great saying, it takes a village to raise a child.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. in
0: all facets, you know, through everything. And, and teamwork, all the dream, children though. one time.
1: Yeah, and with that teamwork, the dream don't work. We love that one.
0: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So um, what was it like for you to fight back from your loss? Because that's the work. Because when you lose, the hunger becomes even stronger for people like you and I, it becomes even stronger because we have this deep desire to win. So what
1: was that like for you in the boxing arena? Yes. It was easier. It was easier to do that in the boxing arena. So you suffer defeats. That's just part of who you are. That's the game. That's the business that you're in. You get knocked down. You just go again. You should keep going again. You just keep going. And it's, you're driven, you're given by a, in pursuit of a something, whatever success is. But then later on in life, it, things become, they occur different and things are different. That was my next success, question. <laughs> success is different. Right. As a fighter, as a young man, you're just driven to succeed. And, and you're given by ego. You're given by all of that that great stuff that you, that drives you to success in the boxing arena. Let's call it that. But then in life, it's different. To succeed in life, is different to the succeeded in the boxing ring. But that's what I've learned after my life, after boxing. And it's like, the, I call it the boxing ring of life because life, <laughs> life is a challenge, it's a battle, it's confronting, oh. we fail, and you know, we get knocked down, and, and it is, it's a, the boxing ring of life. Right. You know, it's, it's funny. A, it's a um, great metaphor for
0: life. Oh, trust me. Um, yeah. It's funny because I've met actually one of my first clients, you know, when I first started my business outside of flying, because I've only had one job really. And that was a flight attendant. And I
1: really didn't have how a flight How long was you flying for? Tell us how long you, was you flying for?
0: I flew for four years internationally. Right. And um, it was a great school flying around the world, trust me. But, right. you know, irrespective of that, one of my first clients outside of that, when I decided to stop flying, was Meldrick Taylor. Wow. And wow. I remember, wow. yeah, can you believe that? Meldrick Taylor. And wow. the, funny thing, the funny thing about that, I remember as a young woman, younger woman, talking to him, not that old, <laughs> as a younger woman, talking to him about the fight that he lost, the, how it crushed him, how he was never the same how the defeat just crushed him and i wasn't sure at the time you know where i am now in my life how that af- how much that affected him in his life even to this yeah. day i believe because yeah. that was his chance at yeah. all the things he dreamt of all the things he where he wanted to go in his life and i remember being in vegas with him in a band de holyfield and Pernell whitaker god uh-huh. rest his soul you know, yeah, yeah. Was a good flight, was there. I, I was there. Yes, actually, i <laughs> fried them a whole bucket of chicken. <laughs> they had me cooking for them. Um, but it was interesting to listen to these champions. Wow. And they were all champions in their own right. Yeah. So When it came time to to interview someone and I thought about you. Here it is. You're the international welterweight in the same weight. These guys were not a abandoned, but still yeah. champions of yeah. the world. Yeah. Right? yeah. At any given time and listening to you guys and and, and thinking back on that, you know, I was around some winners that really influenced my life as a young woman and how they just were so happy in their own soul, with their own souls and spirits at the time, because they were winners. But I remember also thinking about him when he would talk about that great loss and how it really affected him and hurt him to his heart. And he, I don't think he ever came back from that. Wow, um, he became a businessman and whatever you know where he is now. I I I don't know and I can't speak on, but yeah, I just remember being in that time and space with him, and I believe that is a part of who I am today, being around those guys. Yeah, so it's interesting to be talking to you about that. But let's move on from there. Now that you're you have finished your boxing career,
1: what was that transition like for you at that time? Tough really tough i really struggled as a lot of ex-athletes do we struggle with the transition because from being a professional athlete we're so attached to our past and that our identity right that's who we are and then when that's gone because it's very rare that boxers or a lot of athletes it's rare that we choose to give up it's like my when i when i finished boxing it was it was while I was in the back of an ambulance. Wow. So I, was in the, I was in the. I'd lost my world title. I'd just been knocked out, and I'm in the back of the ambulance on the way to hospital for the second time. So we're dodging through the traffic. The sirens are blaring, and I'm and I'm in the back of the ambulance, and I'm and I'm I'm frightened because I had a friend of mine killed in the ring. I know guys that have been brain damaged, permanently wow. damaged, and I'm thinking, well. My, I used to go in the ring prepared to die and in the back of the ambulance, I thought, well, maybe I'm about to cause oh, wow. it's a frightening place to be. Cause people die in, in the boxing ring; People get killed. Absolutely. So that it was in that moment in the back of the ambulance, then it was then that I realized my life as I knew it was over. And in that moment, that was when I made the toughest decision I've ever made to retire from professional boxing. And that was a, I mean, life-changing decisions—they're tough. To, they're tough things to make. They're tough. Absolutely. But what I've, what I've discovered since, then also because that's a long time ago, subconsciously, what I—the the, the decision that I made subconsciously was: my life is over. What's the point? I no longer have any meaning. But this was all unconscious, and I didn't realise that. So what happened was, I. I was lost, I had, I struggled. I had no meaning to my life, I had no focus. I doubted whether I'd be that good at anything ever again. I've been a world-class athlete, so now what? I was right. uncertain of my future. I made scary lots of mistakes, thoughts. I wrecked my marriage. I was lost, I wanted to escape. I couldn't be with Billy, because who's Billy? Billy the is no more. Amazing, had- wow, that, that's a scary thought. So then I, I I I crashed I crashed I, I um I I got caught out in, in the recession the two thousand and seven two thousand and eight recession I got caught in that I was overexposed I had properties which got repossessed so I had my I had my home repossessed I had no money I lost money I invested in the wrong things in the wrong people I had I I had nowhere to live I moved back in with my parents I felt like the complete. Failure after this huge high, it was stuck, yeah, and you just crashed and burned. So then it was like it wasn't a choice, it was like bang, this is it. Boxing's taken away from you now, figure it out, right? And, and then that's been the biggest challenge that I've had to overcome because. I went through an identity crisis. I had a mental breakdown. I went through depression. I was in such a bad place. I was having suicidal thoughts. I was in such a dark place. So then I I hit the bottom, then I, because I, this is 19 years ago. So I, at that time, mental health wasn't really talked about openly like it is now. Exactly. It's Discussed, lots of people have discussed it, but at that time i felt that i should be able to figure it out i was embarrassed because i'm a fighter i'm a winner right. i should i should be able to get through this but i kept oh, failing. five year old had to come back into place <laughs> yeah and i was quite i was, i just made a complete mess of it complete mess of it and i felt like a complete failure because i messed it all up but eventually i found the courage to ask for help i reached out i got help i got a coach so we all, all, athletes have coaches. That's right. A lot of business people, they have coaches. And sometimes hey. we need a coach for our, our lives. Oprah has four
0: <laughs> and <laughs> Tony Robinson, he has his own coach and he coaches everybody. So these people need coaches. We all everybody. need
1: coaches. I have coaches. I have, now. I have coaches. Yeah, I have coaches now. But exactly. That's why, but that's, so that's why, the, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Cause am the pain that I've been in, the suffering that I've come from, that, I want to make a difference to other people that have gone through what I've gone through because I see These are lessons learned, yeah, and I've got. And not I, that
0: they will help. Not that these lessons will will stop people from doing the things they do because everybody wants to experience their own life in a certain manner, you know, and everybody wants to go through some of the pain, so to speak to feel that because if you don't feel that if you don't get there if you don't peel those layers how will you move forward you know some people are lucky enough not to go through it but we're talking about the ones that aren't we're talking yeah. about the ones that need help we're talking about the ones that need to hear these stories because yeah. all the people out of all the people i interview actually all the people i interview pretty much we end up in the same place with the same story. <laughs> that survival instinct that you know that winner's circle that we long to be in, and whatever success looks like to you as an individual, yeah. you're still striving to get there, irrespective. Yeah. So this, you know, when you hit the rock bottom, and you're ready to fight and ready to go out there, where do you go? You ask for help. We're there. Yes. So where did you
1: go from there? So then why? I then went on a journey of self-discovery to discover who Billy was, to really get connected to who I am. So then I went and did a program called the Landmark Forum. I did lots of their work and I've done lots of loads and loads of training. I've spent thousands of hours in rooms with people discussing, studying what it is to be a human being. So I went to work on myself. I really went to work on myself to discover myself. And the funny thing was, Jane, as I was um, working on myself, I started to learn how to coach, mentor, and train others. Right. And it was in that moment that I realized how much that I love people. Okay. Which which shocked me, because I spent all my life bashing people up. (laughs) Or getting bashed more like. Right. And it was, so that was a brand new discovery for me. I had an epiphany. I kind of, I really got my future. So if I help them go, out, I'm going to help them up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's, um, so I, 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 awake, I awakened to my life purpose, and which is to inspire and empower people to live a life they love with passion, power, and purpose that's your new mantra is that your mantra because that's, that's what i
0: thought the passion yeah. power and purpose which is a great mantra you know yeah. to, to give
1: yeah. back cuz i cuz i think jane i've figured it out i've figured it out i'm here today speaking to you happier more fulfilled and satisfied than i've ever been ever
0: fantastic
1: why well, would i want to give that away cuz i haven't always been here so my journey to getting here Is one which is full of lessons, full of full of lots of. I've got some great stuff that I've learned for myself and the guys that I work with, because my guys are generally middle-aged men. So what my mission in life now is the transformation of the middle-aged man. Can you imagine what the world would be like if middle-aged man was transformed? Yeah, Yeah. it might (laughs) be a little different for us, ladies, but it's okay. Ladies, send all your guys over to me. I'll sort them out.
0: <laughs> it's a long way over, but hopefully with uh, the internet and everything, it's a closer pitch. It's, a, it's so, all, all done so, on video. So you decided to switch to being a high-performance coach, and that's what came out of all of
1: this. Tell us about being a high-performance coach. Yeah, so I, I, I position myself as a personal performance coach. Okay. Because I, I believe performance is very personal. Because what's going to have you perform, Jane, is different to what's going to have me perform. Absolutely. Another. So, what I'm very good at doing now is discovering what that is in another. So, I'm eliciting the information that's required for me to then come up with solutions and know hows. And that's what I found that I'm really good at. I'm, I've, I'm coming, the, the results that my people are getting are just incredible. It's life changing. Right. It's, and, it's, and it's magical. It really is magical. But all it is, is I'm giving them an access to the, for them to be truly themselves. And I share my stories in a way. I just, I'm a guide. I'm a guide. I don't know it all, but I'm a guide. And the guys that connect with me, relate with me, we go on this journey together. I've, I'm in their corner, I've got their back, I'm fighting with them, I'm fighting for them, and I'm fighting alongside of them Absolutely. so they can be free. It's about freedom to be truly be free to be yourself. Now, a lot of, a lot of guys are not free. They're not themselves, they're stuck. A because, lot of people, a lot of people, Billy. Not yeah. A lot of
0: people no. in general. You know, they don't know how to be free. They don't know how to peel those layers back. And it's unfortunate that we have to go through, you know, tragedy or trials and tribulations before we become that person and peel those layers back. Because, you know, we don't, you know, we go out in the street and it's showtime. Yeah. No matter who you think you may be, it's showtime. (laughs) But what people don't understand is when you truly tap into the authenticity of who you are and be that genuine person, everyone loves that because they know who they're dealing with. You know, face value.
1: And, I think and that that's a beautiful it so well. thing. I think, you're so, I think you're, you put it so well there, Jane. And for the guys that you're working with, the guys listening to this, the authenticity, if you could tap into that and relate to people and be exactly. with people, their business gets done so much easier. Oh,
0: so much better. And not only that, you know, it's what we call, you know, that emotional intelligence. Yeah, If you have that, you know, that, that EI, down packed usually you're a successful person because that's what it takes it takes to understand people's emotions so you can be on the same playing field with them absolutely that's all that it is you know so tell us about being a master
1: nlp coach tell us what that means so nlp neuro linguistic programming, which is neuro the brain linguistic language again it's very similar to it's reprogramming the mind I I'm very much into meditation as well. So neuroplasticity, we can re-remap our minds. So it's kind of it's kind of that. So I studied that as well. And I've studied with landmark ontology, which is the study of the art and science of being. So you talked about emotional intelligence, because that's a way of being. Absolutely. So it's and if you if you go on a journey to to discover, which I think everyone should do for themselves to really discover that part of themselves because then, then you know who you truly are. Like, as you said, if you know who you truly are and your worth and then you go and interact and do business with others authentically, then that, they can see that. Absolutely. And, then, and that's, that's the connection, right? That's, that's the connection. That's that, life. That that's wins every time.
0: Yeah, every time. And you every become time. a winner with that because, they, like I said, they know who they're dealing with. Yeah. And I talk to a lot of agents that want to actually break into what we call the high net worth market. Yes. And and they they talk about that all the time. Yeah. And it's a certain way you have to deal with these people because yeah. they're a special group of people that have high expectations because they are winners. Yeah. And they want to be with winners. And it's like you said, who's in your corner? Who has your back? Who's your team? And yep. that's what they want to know, because guess what? They had a team, they had a corner, whether they retired or they're still in the business, they want to know what are you bringing to the table? And if yep. you're bringing something strong to the table, you better be able to sit there and eat by
1: yourself. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a great point, because one thing that I've always worked at is integrity.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: about, it's about doing what you say you're going to do. That's right. When you say you're going to do it. And if you can't do what you said you're going to do, you let people know that you can't let do it. Let people
0: know, absolutely. You
1: recommit or some, or, or get in communication. Well, find out
0: the information.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's don't and if tell you, them commit, you know the information, go yeah, out. Yeah, it's about and it's about being in communication all the time. Yes, it's an integrity thing because a lot a lot of people don't o- operate with integrity.
0: You're absolutely right, and you know and when, you, like you said, that part integrity, commitment, consistency following up with people, letting people know exactly what's going on. People respect that, you know, because that's what you said you were going to do when you start out with them. So if you don't back that up, you're out the door. And I think that's, that's across the board with anybody's business, you know, and and even in your personal life. Absolutely. Everywhere. You you have to peel it back and be genuine and tell people
1: what you're going to do, what the truth is of whatever you're handling. Because if you're out of integrity in one area of your life, you're probably out of integrity in others. Absolutely. Once, to once you start to go and clean that up, if you've got things which are out, or you haven't, you've committed to something, or you're not in communication with somebody, just get in communication, clean up the mess, and then recommit, or whatever you've got to do. But then you will feel, you will start to feel different about yourself. Exactly. You know, and like, then I'm you show up. Yeah. Cause that gives you a different energy. And if you're, if you're, if you're nailing things consistently doing the right thing, doing what you said you're going to do, you become freer. That's right. And lighter. And it's
0: become more valuable. Yeah. You know, you become in my, in our situations with our customers and our clients, you become more valuable. It's, it's your ad, it's your added value or your value proposition. And that's with any individual. And that's why it's so important to have that emotional intelligence sense. If you don't have that about people because that's the way people feel.
1: Do you think, do you think that's, is that a
0: learned skill, do you think, Jane? Oh, definitely. It's yeah. all, it all comes through experience just like anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have
0: to experience things to, to know how to handle them the next time. It's like yeah. you being five years old, experiencing your sisters on top of you, you know, yeah. singing that song. And it's like a red a red mist comes over you, yeah. when you when it happens to you. And it's a killer instinct that you gotta go out there and fight, no matter what it is, because that one thing stayed with you throughout your entire life and even now. Yeah. You're fighting to get two people to get through to them so they can become winners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and it's something that just that's in us as people, but we don't know what triggers it. Whether it's you, me, or someone else that a couple words can trigger it, trigger it for us. Yeah. So your your mantra, passion, power, and purpose is amazing. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, that was a discovery because I've those words. i tr- that, that took a while to discover and figure out what it was. So then I, I have to I have to be living and breathing and be who I am before I can be that for anyone else. So that's, I think that's an integrity thing as well, because if I'm not living that, mm-hmm. then how can I work with others and expect to, them to have that? Because that's, that's integrity. So, I've, I've, so I'm continuously looking at, am I living with passion, power, and purpose? And that, So then what I've found that I'm good at, if there's an area of my life that's not working, don't leave it. Go and, go and look at it. Go and dismantle it. Take it to pieces to discover what is it that's causing the upset or the breakdown or whatever it may be, or having you not be full, fully at power. Because if we're lacking in power in a certain area, that's going to impact our whole, the whole performance of us as a being. And the execution that you're talking about, if you've, if you've got a disagreement with your partner or somebody, that's going to impact your business life. And your daily life, every day. <laughs> Day. So I so I go into companies, and that's what that's what I talk about. Is I believe if your staff, if they're happy, fulfilled, satisfied in all areas of their life, they're going to come in and produce better results, and it's going to impact the bottom line. Do you think that's possible, though? Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that life is perfect. So I happiness might another another three words that I'm really passion, power, and purpose happiness, fulfillment, and satisfaction. That's, that's available. Exactly. Now people think, so happiness, what is happiness? How do you get happiness? Where is happiness? Because people are looking for happiness, but you don't need to look for happiness because it's not lost. You have to discover it. So yeah, it's a discovery, it's an inside job. Because lots of us guys, we've been looking externally for happiness. Is it in the relationship? Is it in the car? Is it in the suits, the clothing, the whatever? Is it in the watch? Is It <laughs> It don't exist there, right? No, but we... it goes like that. <laughs> but, but the thing about that is I've been grappling with that for decades, not just a little period of time, for decades. I'm 51, and I've been grappling with that for a couple of decades, trying to figure it out. Right. And I've figured out that, I've discovered for myself that happiness for me don't don't exist out there in the world. It exists within me. Absolutely. So I have to clean up any messes. My life, if I if I'm if if I'm not acting with integrity, if I'm not so that, then I then I generate happiness for myself. I discover it for myself. And it's the inner work that I've done, been been doing for the last, yeah, for 18, 19 years, the inner work. I'm continuously studying myself and others and working with others, and I see myself in others. And as I'm sharing myself with others, I get it all for myself. So it reinforces everything that I'm doing. And I'm doing it for my own sanity, because <laughs> otherwise, I don't know where I'd be, I'd be crazy. <laughs> so I keep myself in check by doing the work that I'm doing. Yes, so I get agree. get happiness. So that that, I agree. Then that fulfills me, and I'm satisfied. Yes, and so then I so just say like for example, I work with guys. They're looking to lose weight. Most of my guys, ninety percent, eighty percent are overweight. So can you be happy being overweight? Yes, you can. Right. Providing you can be happy, but providing you're on the way, you're at, you're making progress daily towards somewhere. Now, if you want to lose, the guy that I'm working with, he wants to lose thirty pound. So he's lost five pound in the, in a couple of weeks. So he can be happy with that. We always want more though, because as a, as a human being what I've discovered is, for myself, I always want more. I'm always wanting more, wanting exactly. more. so but I'm I, guilty, guilty as charged. Yeah, but, but what I get for myself is that's okay. It's okay, because there's always a gap. We're always trying to get somewhere, but the place that we're trying to get to that keeps moving anyway. So you might as well just be, be happy with it in the, the goal: goalpost.
0: Yeah. I, they- ambition, ambition always makes us want to move that goalpost further and further. And wherever that in place will be is where you think you're
1: most happy. And what I get is a lot of people, we're not satisfied or fulfilled because we, we don't have what we think we want. because well, what we, we think, we, think th- we need to be happy. Yeah, we're in pursuit of getting the thing, which is going to make us happen, but we, we get the thing, then we realize that's not really the thing, then we want the next thing, but we're still, we're not happy along the way. Right. So once, what, for myself, once I discovered that I'm always wanting more and that's okay, that releases something for me. Then it releases me to just be with what is so. Exactly. What I've got, and what I've got is okay. I'm, I'm lucky enough to, I'm all right. And I'm, and I'm on the way to getting somewhere. But I know where I'm getting to is not it either. Because all it is, Jade, is me and you. Right. That's all we got right now. <laughs> there is nothing else. No. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, those three words. Um,
0: going into 2020 after you know the, the year was over, I had a pretty devastating year with a couple um, unfortunate losses in my life. And I came up with three words also. And that, those three words, funny enough, was passion patience and productivity and i thought if i just have i do have all the passion in the world yeah but i need to gain the patience okay that's what you need to do you need to take the time to understand where you want to go and then you have to produce so those three words when i saw those three words i was like i totally can relate to them they resonated with me because Depending on where you are in your life and where you want to go, you yeah. have to create a system that works for you and follow that through. And if I go back, I can look in all my itineraries and look through everything I've done and I have executed it to get to this point now. And now being older and understanding what life <laughs> is all about, you, know, you, you become happier with who you are and you decide, okay, what is the next Thing I want to achieve. How do I go about doing that? Yeah. You know, whether that's talking to other people and sharing with them what you have gone through, because everyone wants to share. It depends on how you share. You know, it depends on if it's positive or if it's negative, because both breeds a certain, you know, uh, consciousness for people. So it just, it, I think it just depends on your journey, where you want to go, what success looks like to you, how you yeah. want to make it happen. And then actually putting it down on paper and watching it jump up and come alive so i looked at your seven step winning formula which i thought was really interesting um when you go to these companies and you speak to you know their their forum of people um how do they track their performance after using someone like yourself
1: it's, it's very with difficult skillset, to...
0: with your yeah. skill set
1: yes yeah, unless i go back and work with them on an ongoing basis is very difficult because my my role as a motivational inspirational speaker we're brought in to do a job to inspire to empower in that moment but but i think it's very difficult to maintain that over time unless you've got continual support so i like to work with people over a period of time to really support them on the ups and the downs so the conference stuff is very different because that's just a it's showtime, you right. do your thing, and you do, you do make a difference, you impact people, because you give them, an, I speak into people's hearts and their minds. So by shifting, they hear something in a certain way, at some point, which goes, I'm speaking into their subconscious anyway. That's what we were talking about, yes. I've, I've created and designed my speaking to be such that I'm speaking into their unconscious. So my seven steps, the lessons are all in there. They're all going into their subconscious. And they, they, they might really, it might be a few days later that they go, oh, they might do something different because they might have heard something from me three days earlier. That light bulb goes off. And it's, but yeah, and it's getting into their unconscious. That's the magic of it. Interesting.
0: Interesting. So discipline has a lot to do with what you have achieved correct?
1: Yeah. So yeah, self-discipline.
0: Right. And when you talk about discipline, how is that received with people? Because they confuse that. A lot of people confuse discipline with motivation.
1: Yeah. Your motivation is a funny, funny thing, isn't it? Motivation is kind of hard work. So right. I, I, right. Prefer, I prefer inspiration versus motivation. Okay. So if, you, if, you're, if you're inspired by something, you're going to go and take an inspired action. And then motivation, then motivation will just be there naturally. Then you'll, because motivation it's kind of, it occurs like it's a, it's a, it's tough. You've got to get, go and get motivated to go out and get to the gym. It's like a If you're inspired, then it's light. It's easy. Yes. It's it just easier. So it's finding the inspiration in your life. What is it? Why is it? What is it? Why are you doing what you're doing? then if you connect with that powerful word, that why, why are you doing what you're doing? If you can really connect with that, then, then you are inspired, you'll take inspired actions and all the stuff that may have occurred hard work before, maybe there won't be such so hard work. It's just, it's the next step to get to where you want to get to.
0: Yeah, the why is so important because a lot of people don't understand that. They think it's cliche, but the why is the biggest out of the who, what, when <laughs> and where. If you don't know why, All
1: the rest of it doesn't matter. And there's a great book, Simon Sinek. Have you seen his? There's a great Simon Sinek. He's got a great book called Start With Why. Exactly. He's got got a great, um, there's a great YouTube video of his, 20 minutes or something on YouTube, Start With Why. Guys, go check that out. Because that's when I say the why is the nucleus. It's it's the, the,
0: the part of the wheel that you have to find out before you can put the spokes out there yeah because that is what keeps you going yeah that's what kept me going i had to understand my why when it became clear as day to me when i got clarity on that yeah i was invincible i was ready to still yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah, i know the why <laughs> yeah. and, and it's not easy for people to find out the why you talk about fight for what you want you know yeah giving up is not an option and it's so i can relate to that also because giving up was not an option for me when i figured out my why when i saw it clear yeah clearly and i was willing to do whatever it took to get me there and i did you know i got that coach i went on you know i mean 90 to 120 straight days of hard work <laughs> on me and who i was and how i had to get my message out there so I get that. And, and you talk about, you know, you're, you're only good as your last fight. It's the same thing with us as realtors as people in business. We're only yeah. good at our last
1: sale and that's the sale of anything we do. And that's, that's, that's what I got. That's so you're only, yeah, you're only good as that future you're living into. So you're, so you're only good as your last fight. What that means is you're only as good as the future that you're living into. Cause as you said, Jane, the deal's done. That's done. That's over now. That's the past. Right. Now we've got to keep creating, generating the future. Right. And that gives us a certain way of being in the present moment. Because if you're inspired by the future that you're creating and designing, that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Exactly. That's the insp- inspiration. Yeah. And as you say,
0: you've got to take it on the chin. <laughs> yeah,
1: because yeah, it it it's brilliant. going to go the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. You ever and notice that? Sorry? Do, you ever, do you ever notice that, that life just doesn't always go the way that you want it to?
0: Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I can get up out of bed and something goes cow, And next thing I know, oh my God, but I got to get up and fight, you know. And, and you said, take it on the chin. That's another part of your, seven se- your part seven series. Yeah. And, you know, um, be powerful in the face of adversity when you have setbacks and defeat. And, and a lot of people don't know how to handle that. And you know it's unfortunate, and they think, well, I'm gonna just give up. But that's yeah. where your resilience comes in. That's like that's, being agile. You know, you gotta bounce back.
1: But that's 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 a, so. Then the lesson I got. So that was born out of the time when the the guy failed the drug test, and I realized to produce world class, you gotta be a you gotta be resilient and powerful to move forward. And what I, the lesson for us all to get is. We're all gonna fail, we're all gonna make mistakes, things are gonna happen. You might be involved in adversity, you're gonna get setbacks, but what the lesson that I got to move forward is about leaving the past in the past because the past doesn't equal the future. If you've made, listen, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Give yourself another shot at the title, it's okay. Just get back, get back to it and give yourself a break. And then leave get take the lessons from the from your past, but take them into the future with you. But be, be mindful of what you're causing into the future. And that's and that's the place to focus. Because don't focus on your past and don't focus even what you've got on now. Because if you're not happy, fulfilled, and satisfied right now, then don't focus on that either. Right. Keep moving and, forward. <laughs> put yourself into the future and walk into the future, the per, that person that you wanna be in the future, the life you wanna have, get it out there into the future, and that, then yes. you gotta come up draw it to you and meet it. And that's, what you, that's self-discipline. Over time, you do the work, you, you live with integrity, you look after yourself physically, mentally, nutritionally, you take care of yourself, and then you move to that future that you're designing. That, that's a creative act. That's what I love about the jab and move position yeah. you talk about too.
0: When you say jab and move,
1: jab and moving. So as yeah. as a boxer, as a boxer, we're always jabbing and moving, jabbing and moving. What that symbolizes is looking for new opportunities, new ways of winning. So jab and move, right? You're looking for the angle. You're looking I for the, you're looking for something new, something different. So you're alert, and while you're doing that, you're really present. To what's going on right now because as a boxer if you're not present in that mode you get killed in the ring. oh i'm sure you so look the other way and boom i've seen it yeah, happen that's it so we can get but that's life right so boxing the metaphor for life is that for us as entrepreneurs as business people successful people always we're always looking for new opportunities new ways of winning and cuz henry ford said it the best thing cuz if you always do what you've always done you're always going to get what you've always got right same results that's right so wake up if you're getting those results that are not working maybe you need to make some changes and that was what i had to i had to interrupt myself when i realized that my life is not working and you know what what i discover is not working i'm not working <laughs> i'm it's here it's <laughs> not over there Right. I was a victim, I was being a victim of my situation and my circumstances. But the epiphany I got was, okay, this, my future is my okay. responsibility. That's right. Because we know that, we hear that, and we say that, and it kind of makes complete sense. But I got, it like a, I got it like nothing before. My future is my responsibility. So in that moment, what I got for myself was a whole new future occurred, the future occurred differently. And in that moment also, the past, I let the past go. Because I was being dragged around the, by the past. I was living in the past. I was yes. stuck. And so many of us do. So, that, so I talk about freedom. So can you imagine being free from that, the shekels of your past? Oh, definitely. <laughs> they constrain us. Yes. To, to be truly yourself, to be free, to move forward with no with no shekels and no baggage from your past that's i mean that but that's the work that i've done personally to to and it has been a real it's been a real journey it's not mm-hmm. easy it's not been pretty i've i I've, I've really confronted myself on all levels to discover that's who true. i really am and and that's what we have to do we have to confront ourselves
0: on every level you know and this is this is a great wrap up to our um interview here billy you know it sounds to me that at the end of the day, I'm looking at all seven steps. And I believe I went through most of them. Win or lose, of course, we talked about that throughout the whole entire day. And you know, the KO, fear of producing results, fight for what you want, take it on the chin, jab and move. These are all amazing, amazing thought processes for people. But to wrap it all up in a nice, pretty box, the last thing you said in the, you know, and we're gonna talk about your book really quickly because I want them to know that they can get this book, um, is Box Clever. Yeah. Who's in your corner, who's got your back, what's the teamwork? That's to wrap this all up in a nice little box. That's Box Clever,
1: yeah. because if you're Box Clever, and I'll let you finish. No, you got it, Jane, you've said it, I can't really add more to it than that, because you nailed it, because it's all about, without teamwork, the dream don't work, and that's Boxing Clever. It's, being, it's really being mindful of, who you got around you, Who's, are you got a, a team of people empowering you, lifting you, uplifting you, supporting you, inspiring you on a right. daily basis? And sometimes you might have to sack some of your team. Yeah. If, they're not, if they're not the right people, if they're not elevating you upwards, are they the right people to have exactly. around you? You've got to be, if you're fighting for your life, fighting for, fighting for the championship of your life, which is your life, you gotta be mindful of who's around you and who's in your corner and who you're listening to, who you're getting feedback from. Who's that's that's a key thing, right? Feedback is crucial. Get feedback from everybody. How are you performing? How's it going? And it and it, it has no, and you know I want people to know when you're asking for feedback, it has nothing to do with insecurity. No, just checks. You, you know, know checks, checking those boxes. Yeah. But we, we, some, we, we struggle with feedback sometimes because we take it personally. We think right. it's criticism. So, whoever's feeding back to you, they have to do it in such a way that allows for that to be productive, know, of course. Productive, yeah, because feedback is what makes champions. It really is. For us to progress and move on and learn and grow and develop, you've got to do that work. Exactly. And it, ain't, it may be uncomfortable. And but, you have to get uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: If you can't get uncomfortable you're in the wrong place because get like comfortable you know, being uncomfortable right and, <laughs> and when you're uncomfortable you know you're doing something right because if you're always comfortable with what you're doing how can you progress
1: that's the lesson right
0: right so billy I've, it's been so amazing talking to you you have been so energetic and pushing You, you you're punching all of the things you're punching them out. Actually all the things that my, my guys need to hear. I think it's a fabulous thing. You are definitely the epitome from execution to excellence. And you have given us so many gems today. Um, tell us and tell the audience where they can find you. Talk about your book, share with them that you have written an amazing book and they can get the book and learn about these seven steps, you know, to a winning formula because you've done it.
1: Yeah. So I've recently written a book throughout my progress in life the book is called man up man up the world champion way now I don't want to offend any ladies so um no I'm it, taking that yeah, <laughs> I'm taking that to stride it's just a figure of speech right yes yeah, yes yeah. but the the funny thing about it is it's not what you think it is because to be a to be a man I I believe is It's not being aggressive, domineering and being overpowering as you, as you think a fighter would be, but it's not that at all. It's about the vulnerability. It's about giving up being right. Those, that's what truly makes a man in today's world. And it's having the willingness and it's the, that's my, that's my mission is the transformation of the middle aged man. So that will leave. I want, I want guys to be left with having the mindset and the attitude of a champion so they can pass through the blood, sweat and tears of midlife, a wiser man. It's about guiding them through their life's internal battles, you know, the internal battles, so that we can be more effective, we can win more often, and we can experience more success. And it's about happiness, fulfillment, and satisfaction. It, we can achieve, they are, they are available. We can become the champions of our world. Oh, you better preach. <laughs> Come it can, on, boy. it can be, it's available.
0: Yes. You so can you, create the reality, just, that's what I tell people. You
1: create the reality. You are the reality, you exactly. are the future, you are it. Right. You are the one that you've been waiting for. <laughs> and the world
0: is waiting for you. The there ain't no one else. You. Exactly, and I love that. You know, um, I have one more thing to ask you, one question. Um, if there was one thing Well, one question you would ask people to ask themselves on a daily basis, the people that are trying to break through to success, what would that be? What would that question you would ask them to
1: ask themselves on a daily basis? What is it that I want? Why do I want it? So on a daily basis for them to get to where they want to get to, is that it's about having the clarity of vision. Tap it into the cloud, get it, be really clear about what it is that they want and why they want it. Cause that will drive that will drive that will drive <laughs> their performance daily.
0: Right. Spoken like a true champion. Billy, thank you so much for coming on from execution to excellence. I am so excited. I cannot wait to release this. And um, this has been really good from across the <laughs> pond. <laughs>
1: I want a rematch, I want part two, let's get
0: it on. <laughs> we definitely will have part two. Hopefully I'm the winner. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with the champ, Billy Swer. He dropped so many gems and his energy was so electrifying. I just enjoyed talking to him. Please do not forget to leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes to From Execution to Excellence. And also, you can pick up Billy's book at Amazon, Man Up the World Champion Way. Again, can't wait to talk to you guys next time. From Execution to Excellence, your host, Jane Bond.